fighting easier from outside the cage, pending who you try and get uh, handsy with after the show. And I do mean another fighter. So I wouldn't get handsy with Masvidal, for example. Raf is going to have to explain to me what a three-piece suit and a soda means, because I can't even find it on Google. That's how Colorado Mm -hmm. I am, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raf as far as a rap. Um, Not that I don't know what it means. Obviously, I do. I'm cool. I'm in touch. Mm -hmm. I know what it all means. But for our listeners that might not know what happened after Mm -hmm. the fight and what the hell that expression means, do you? Are you aware? Mm-hmm. Okay. These are very common things that we brown people will occasionally say to scare the white folk every once in a while. Cool. Mission accomplished. But, just yes. so you know. And especially with one of those things uh, where you just kind of see him explaining in his very articulate way after the fact. Where he's like, yeah, I gave him uh, three pieces of soda. You're like, oh, okay. Well, then I feel the need to maybe inform our listeners to the different things. that, For example, Kevin, I've been known to give somebody uh, two buckets and a diet. Um, mm-hmm. What's the one? The Fanta? It's not Diet Fanta. Is it? Which Fanta? one's the one that's like the... The one that you get is it the? It's not the Sprite, but it's the Sierra Mist, the diet diet Sierra Mist. That's oh, the one I get. Oh yeah, Sierra Mist. Because you're concerned about their health, even though they're making bad choices and getting two buckets. So that's one. Of course, you can also give um, the kids menu version of it, which uh, maybe a little less impactful, but a little speedier and a little more annoying. The annoying is not bad. Like speed is good. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like the half piece with mac and cheese. And that's the one where you kick both the shins. uh, But then you get like an uppercut as they're coming down. Okay. Well, I am no closer to knowing what it means. But maybe I'll just do it through association. It'll be like, I'm going to give that person a polo and a seltzer. Is that? That that doesn't even sound right. That's a good one. It's, you know. It's definitely one that doesn't inspire a lot of fear. No. I think the nice part about the <laughs> the element of saying you're going to give someone a three-piece and a soda is the fact that it's also bad for your health. Okay, yeah, versus seltzers locale. Yeah. But can you imagine that's a lot of fearful managers? Because if I come in and give you a polo and a seltzer, I believe that's code for a lot of complaints. Can I the service. describe to you what it looked like? Yeah. All right. So we'll come back to talking about the amazing run uh, with the Till and the Masvidal fight into itself. Because that was a lot of fun. I really liked that fight. And I just happened to stick around for the post-fight show because Karen Bryant was walking us through it. And she was very excited for Michael Bisping going into the Hall of Fame. Now, we've had our ups and downs with Michael Bisping. However, he is starting to really evolve into this character where now he doesn't have to always be a shit promoting fights. He can kind of break a little bit of the kayfabe for the fans, if you would. Always been a little funny. Now I think he's funnier. You're more consistently not as... Not as a uh, grush, but has, a, I agree. I was listening to him and I it was semi, I, I mean, I always enjoy the accent, but it's, it's, it's getting better. Well, the nice part about it is, is when he's talking about it, the, all the Michael Bisping, I'm pretty sure after a fight breaks up would not give the, Oh geez. Oh my God. I can't believe that they should never do that. But it was entertaining, but Oh my God, they should be fighting backstage. Who does that? Now, uh, again, that's very interesting to me. But here's where the fight kind of, I guess, gets set up. Masvidal, I believe, was with uh, Lauren, who was uh, interviewing behind the stage. And it seemed like a pretty pro forma kind of thing. Like he was saying, hey, here's what happened to me. Um, You know, I was very excited about the fight. And then I believe it was Leon Edwards, who also had a fight that night. It was over on the side saying something to him. Now, this is where we get a divergence of interpretation. So Masvidal hears this and goes, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, why don't you say it to my face? 
and puts his hands behind his back and walks over to Leon, who puts his fists in the air. And that's when Masvidal said, well, you put your fists in the air. I mean, where I come from, that means you're trying to hit somebody. I'm not about to get hit. And that's when I hit him with a three-piece in the soda. And that's just – sorry. Sounds cooler already. Yeah, back to that thing. It's just great. And it does flow together very nicely. Uh, Now, here's where it's fun. This is why I say there's a little bit of divergence because the fans are into this one. There's very little backlash. And – I think because of the absurdity of him walking up with his hands behind his back as if to say, like, I'm coming in a peaceful form, sir. So to him, I think that was his Gandhi moment of walking over with very little resistance and saying, like, my friend, I come to you in peace. Oh, my goodness. Are those fisticuffs? So I don't really buy the fact that you walk over to somebody just saying that. But he wants to settle like a man. Because when you're a man, Kev, you walk over to the guy who screams weird things at you and you just get in their face. I, actually, that's the theme lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a recurring sports theme. I will say I find this to be it's all a scale right on uh, most egregious for professionalism versus least egregious. So this is a fun fight. And I can't believe we haven't started this podcast with what the hell is Conor McGregor doing? We're going to get to all of that. This is a little bit more acceptable to me because it's between two fighters. It's backstage. We're trying to get out of the way. Of course, there's going to be some limelight, not quite as dramatic as Khabib nearly ruining national treasure, Leonardo DiCaprio's face on access. Yes. Also, different pantheon than, say, running at someone in the crowd halfway through mm-hmm. a grappling match. This is, to me, the least, the lesser of those evils. Though, right up there with the, you know, didn't you guys just fight? Like, I guess when you're just conditioned to do it, it's like, screw it, let's go again. But Jorge Masvidal is coming off a $15,000 victory. That's great. Yeah. He's in a soda. So... The odd part was, to me, Lauren was visibly caught off guard and let out an audible shit. (laughs) But it was the same kind of shit that any one of us would have said. Like, I felt in that moment like I connected to her as a broadcaster the most. Because here she was going, oh, good. Here's a standard interview that I'm just going to ask you how you felt. We're going to get some info. Oh, are you leaving? Please don't hit. Oh, shit. And I I totally understood. Because what are you supposed to do in that moment? Now, Leon Edwards went on and later said, you know, it was a good thing people broke it up, even though he got, like, busted up a little bit. And there was video of it. And there's a longer video. But I put it up um, on, like, our instant, uh, you know, uh, messenger. And I put it on our our stories. And when it finally became available, I put it up on uh, the Verbal Tap Facebook page. And everybody wanted context. And I was like, honestly, guys, you see as much as I do here. The only thing you're not really seeing after the fact was when they cut back to a very surprised Karen Bryant and Michael Bisping. And Michael Bisping was definitely at this point being like, you guys are so bad who do this. I can't believe that. But at the same point, they're fighters. And, you know, we should just give it away. I just always think of it like this. I love the amount of of shit you can get away with if you are a fighter. Like, the absurdity of laws do not apply to you because, uh uh-oh, you punch people in the face for a living. Because they did ask backstage. Of course, Dana was not at this one because a flight, Dana's got a lot of other shit that we found out what he was up to this week. They sent the whole B team. They Mm -hmm. were, the A team was out podcasting or talking about Conor (laughs) McGregor. Uh, or I guess we're part of the Her- Ariel Hawani ESPN homage page. Mm-hmm. But this was not their normal crew. No. So as a result of that, they had a dude who you just kind of get introduced to as, hey, look, this guy in a suit. He's uh, VP of international relations and stuff. So he came out there and he had very hard questions to answer because they said, you know, hey, congratulations on a good event. Tell us about what happened backstage. And he's like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I was just showing that video right now before I came to you guys. I don't really have a lot of details. But the first and foremost thing that we did was we made sure the fans were safe. 
okay. Okay. Was there anything else you'd like to tell us about that? The fans were safe. No fans were harmed. None and were f- we escorted both of them separately well, in different directions. That's a good move. Because if you escort them together in the same direction, <laughs> I bet they keep fighting. So that's a good idea. What a great protocol to look at for the UFC. It's just like, all right, step three. Make sure they go different directions, you dicks. <laughs> It also, if they go the same way, I swear to God, Dana's going to be pissed. It's one of those things people do when there's a crisis and they don't exactly, they're not schooled in how to communicate about it. So it's just, let me explain the positive things we did mm-hmm. in great detail. Mm-hmm. So one of the measures we're taking is continued improvement towards teaching the fighters about I feel statements. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Maybe Leon Edwards is being a jackass. And that would have maybe been helpful. I just really want to see this guy do like 47 minutes on anti-bullying campaign. And the mm. bald father, I mean, what's the bald father just tell you to go F yourself? Like, I, I haven't seen it. You know, obviously they're charged up guys. This is the next fight. What's, any questions about the gate? What's Connor doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Data's response wouldn't have been so you know fans were safe that would have been part of it (laughs) no it never would have entered in the equation after it was quite clear the fans were not safe when this happened didn't say a word about them so i don't think it's gonna matter now that we know they were pretty safe he's gonna be like first of all fuck the fan safety i want to make that clear don't care (laughs) paid for this uh what else (laughs) so he would never be like we walked him in separate directions. What do you want from me? Like that he would not say. <laughs> because it's just so funny to me to be like, well, we made sure they went different directions. And I said, oh, no, B-team international guy. Is this really all we're getting from you? And then he just, when they ask him, they go, well, do you see Dana maybe making this to be a fight in the future? Um, do you see this as something where they could, you know, resolve it? They are fighters. And... That's when I started to go on my, oh, God, if only they were fighters and got paid for a living to fight in a cage rather than outside like idiots. So the other perspective, though, to I keep in mind. God, one more thing about the British guy. I wish they'd gotten further. been like, we didn't give them knives. We, right. We made sure they didn't have any <laughs> firearms. I, I think we did everything we could do. Because the difficult part on this whole thing, though, Kev, is when he goes, I really want to credit our security for breaking it up and making sure that no fans were harmed on this one. And I go, I don't know, man. Your security was pretty late on that one. Security and if you're asking like me. A beat behind. They seem yeah. like they're just a few behind. Sorry. If you that's... looked at that three-piece, I think they could have gotten in on that first punch. But it seemed like they let him get a combination out before anybody broke that one up. He is fast. He is fast, Throw those yes. fast hands. So... They go through all of that, but that's when I came to that point of just saying, this is kind of absurd. It's definitely showing its WWE influences now where we're getting the backstage interviews where they just happen to find fighters. And there is a little bit of perspective. And part of the reason why I think Jorge is actually going to come out a little bit above on this one is people are like, ooh, he's so gangster. Look at that. You never step up to a gangster. You never do that. And I love when we get those fans who show their true colors um, because most of the people who type the word gangster or A with an A uh, aren't anything but that. So it's really fun to hear people explain what's happening in the streets. I think he's that you get away just... with it just because of that damn awesome comment. I think this is where Khabib and the language barrier were like, that guy's an ass. If he had said yeah. something cool like that, <laughs> that would have been different. That would be cooler. I'm going to move us... I, well, before we get to the seven years in Dana White Tibet segment of this, okay. race, I do want to talk about my favorite brand in all of grappling, mm. NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Rap, still rocking those camos, keeping me nice and tucked while I'm training. Happy to report, go figure, by the way, I'm training. I've lost a little weight, which is nice. Hey! Oh, oh, let's calm down. But all of a sudden, these things, they don't miss a beat. They don't have that problem where I can't get my north-souths to like stay up now. They're falling down with my gi. No, none of that. They're going to transform with your hips. I'm still in that A4. I got my eye on an A3, maybe by 2023, if we create something that really substitutes meat and sugar. There is so much to look at. NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Go for the underwear. Stay for those 
spats. You look like a ninja. Do not forget, they're giving you free delivery on orders over $80. U.S. and Canada. Canadians take advantage. Raph, as and this is really a crowning achievement because Dana White signs a seven-year deal while the following are going on. Mm-hmm. One of his top draws smashes a cell phone and somehow gets arrested for that. And I'm sure that's going to be the best payday of a cell phone smashing anyone's had in a long time. Because mm-hmm. that guy's going to get like a clean two mil for that cell phone all of a sudden. And the charges will randomly get dropped. McGregor fires up the Bruins a few days later, which I think might have been the only reason Dana White was like, oh, this guy's still cool. I don't know. I don't know what he would have said had that not happened. McGregor also, as you posted today, the other reason I know about it, took some shots at Joe Rogan. No problem. But while that's all going on with ESPN announcing a massive change to the pay-per-view buys, the UFC ups Dana White with a seven-year deal. Mm -hmm. I don't see the money attached to this, which is upsetting because I wanted to see his face next to um, whoever that L.A. Mike Trout, who just signed for like $430 million. I do want to see the number. I haven't seen it yet. Seven years. Yeah. That's a godfather offer for the bald father. Bald father. <sighs> this one's tough. Because I don't dispute how much work Dana does. And I guess we're at a point where who else are we going to talk to? So do you go with the devil you know or the devil you don't know? Does it feel odd that this was released in tandem with the UFC uh, saying, hey, guess what? The only way you can watch pay-per-views is through ESPN+. And does it feel weird that if you buy a bundle for a year and you decide to add on you know, one pay-per-view, you get it at half the cost it would normally be? And still thinking, is that a deal? Is that, is that good? Because I, I don't know. And I kept begging for them to do it. But they couldn't even just give us one pay-per-view free. It's, no, buy a full bundle, plus add on some more money to that, and then we'll give you half off. Of one. Just one. It does, That's it. It is hard to track. I, w- I will say that. And it does. they're doing that thing that I really got upset about from certain mm-hmm. companies that for all the the grief I gave UFC fight pass or flow grappling. At least I always understood what the price was and it was easy enough to follow. Now I'm kind of in this. So we're just using fight pass for nothing. Essentially. That's where Polaris. is. Oh, do you want to hear the real magic of this though? Now, because people were asking me like, what good is fight pass? Can you order pay-per-views from fight pass? And by the way, I was, you know, enjoying my anniversary yesterday. So getting all these messages was like, I'll talk about it on the show. Jesus Christ, when do I not talk about it on the show? So anyway, I can give you the full report on that, though, because I did read about it. It appears, Kevin, and this is the really hilarious part that I really want you to wait for the punchline on. Okay? Okay. All true. If you try to order a pay-per-view on the UFC website or on Fight Pass, do you know what happens? A tiny little Conor McGregor leprechaun leaps out of the screen, smashes my cell phone, and they're wish, like, catch me wish. on the next fight pass. <laughs> Even better. Though that might be the plugin that sends you there. It just redirects you to ESPN+. Plus. Ouch. Okay. All right. Well, I they must have gotten ESPN's web people to help them out with that, because there's no way that web page <laughs> would have been able to accommodate a tall order like that prior to this moment. But that's can you funny. imagine that, though? Were you sitting there going, well, it's a good thing I kept this fight pass. At least I can still order. Hmm, that's strange. Why is it taking me to ESPN Plus? I don't want to order that. <laughs> oh, shit. Are you telling me that I have to buy ESPN Plus just to, oh, well, here's some good news. Hmm. It appears that the pay-per-views, which used to be, I think, have uh, like, what, $65 now? Um. They, they got marked down $5. Huh. So it's now just 59 Wait a second. It's $5 a month for ESPN+. Plus. You sons of bitches. Motherfuckers. So just when you think that they cut down part of the pay-per-view price, you're basically paying the same price 
but they're giving you the quote unquote discount on the pay-per-views to give some of that money to ESPN and them. I'm not clearly sure, but I can tell you this. They claim that they signed in about 500,000 back in January. It is now revealed that ESPN plus has over 2 million subscribers for all sports. So if you think about that, Kevin, that's one fourth, just as of right now, let's just say we don't know any more information. One fourth of the subscribers for ESPN plus are us, AKA MMA fans. The rest, I guess, are watching that boardroom with Kevin Durant mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. what kind of spruced up personality he's got on the reality mm-hmm. show. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We want to know. There clearly seems to be something ESPN understood or knew about the MMA crazies. I say that affectionately. Part of the crew keeps an eye. Has ESPN Plus. Though at the cost of my fight pass, I was like, I'm not keeping both. So I just uh, might have borrowed wraps today just to get caught up in Polaris. You can find us talking about Polaris, by the way. We're going to do a bonus episode this week. I don't know how bonus it is, but it kind of been what we're doing for a few months. But screw it. Let's positive frizz it. Bonus episode this week where we're going to talk about Polaris. Talk about, well, Pans is upcoming as well. This specific crowd loves the mixed martial arts. And apparently Ariel Hawani, if I'm understanding from their website correctly. Mm. There does... And it has to be a payoff for ESPN that's quite large here because I don't think they're desperate, but they're also not doing what anyone has done before with a signing of a, a major promotion like this, which is put it on television. Mm-hmm. They're mostly not putting this on television, actually. Notoriously, as I've ranted about, I have to watch it the next day because, I don't know, I'm going to log into my computer at 8 o'clock p.m. on a Saturday from a bar. It's not happening. <laughs> and they're getting a little bit more difficult to find here and there because I think people are still adjusting to the new format. Maybe it's a huge win for them. Maybe this is what ESPN was banking on. And this was obviously the plan. Whatever this little ingratiation period where they gave us a fight or doing fights every other weekend. Clearly, it was to move us to where we all have to get on ESPN Plus and buy the fights. Hopefully, this also opens Mm -hmm. them up to more hacking. There, I said it. I don't know. I thought about that, too. And I was like... Isn't part of the way that people hack this, though, because they show them through the national deals? So I don't know. I don't know what that does necessarily yet. But anyway, so Dana White making the big announcement being like, man, this is so great. We're doing so many good things. You guys, I, you, if you like what we're doing right now, just you guys won't even believe what we're going to do in the next few years. It's always like, uh, okay, can you? figure out a streamlined way for us to pay for these things because yo i look at like right now i'm looking at canceling my time warner potentially uh or spectrum whatever the hell it wants to call itself right now correct and (laughs) and i'm looking at that i'm legitimately looking at like hulu and for youtube and there's so many pluses and minuses that at one point kev i looked at sling tv and i've heard kind of so-so things about it but on Sling, I was like, well, how much do I pay it? And they go, well, it's 25 to start. Or you can go behind door number one and get Lifestyle. If you go behind door number two, you can get entertainment. If you go behind door number three, you can get news. Or bunch them all together for less than you expect. And I was like, I don't know how any of this works. Just That's tell me how much I'm I supposed expect. to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I, Sling is the Megan Mullally, Nick Offerman commercials, right? Yes. You want a sling? <laughs> and to be fair, sometimes I look at those commercials and go, I think I want to give you money because you pay them. Separate, and I like them. Separate, though, just so people are aware, they are using a little double entendre there where mm. they are using the phrase swinging like it's mm-hmm. the 70s or modern day polyamory. The take is that it's a sling box wrap. It's and, just good stuff. That's good stuff. And the best part is, you know, in the pitch meeting, they just go, Nick, Megan, pleasure. Big fans of your work. Here's the pitch. We have this product called Sling. We thought that you guys could have kind of like as a throwback to Sling parties. We're in, son. You don't need to say anymore. You had us at uh, having sex on your... We will do it. Ocean picture shoot. Have sex on the commercial. It's like no, no one's asking you to do that. We're just yeah. asking you to allude to it. Perfect. Full frontal. 
I understand, and uh, we will already have sex in this room, if you'll please um, adjourn yourself out. I, I feel my oscillating spindle <laughs> brewing up to lay some parch. I'll be back. <laughs> yep. There. They, he also, in his first book, I will point out, was like, I'm not going to be into commercials. Then I presume he saw the number of dollars you get and how little you have to work and was like, I will now do commercials. It's like I, the only person that ever didn't say that, I think, was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning yeah. came and was like, I just play football to do commercials. I don't care yeah. about that game at all. Oh, for the last like seven years, Peyton Manning was just like, that's good. But where do I throw the football to the commercial? <laughs> Think that would be that would be a cool uh if a quarterback could throw the ball and hit a certain spot they get an extra timeout he would have been all mm-hmm. about that call it the papa john's button he would have sponsored it mm-hmm. yep he has switched to progressive now that papa john's has become uh, a little less of a wholesome and discussion a very pizza. smart idea on his behalf yeah it's, uh, Still, it, my, I was always indefensible because it was like, it's bad pizza. I don't know what else to tell anyone. It's really it's a bad. a lot of sauce. It's not very much cheese. It's more dough than you would ha- expect in a lasagna. This little rant was not on the rundown, but I'm glad we're having it, Rap. No, but I really need people to understand. If you come to my party and bring Papa John's, I judge you, especially if you're not a college-age student. Don't and bring it. Then, Just no. go to Little Caesars. It's better. It's it cheaper. I I haven't had their pretzel one, but I'm also hoping <laughs> right now there's at least some of our audience that fights and is cutting weight and is like, would you two mm. shut the fuck up about <laughs> pizza? Raph, mm. we do need to get to the fights. Before we do, I want to just breeze through a few topics. Okay. And you can tell me. So Cerrone agrees to a fight with Ali Iaquinta for May 4th. Not the fight I was hoping to see Cerrone on. But, yeah, I don't know, man. McGregor's in this weird space of we don't know what's happening with him. I guess the whole cell phone thing is a hilarious one. Or we even had one of our fans saying, good, I'm glad he did that. And it's like, no, I'm not glad he did it. This gets back to he's a fighter. It was one thing and it was unprofessional and destructive <laughs> when he threw a ladder I guess a U-Haul thing, whatever it was. The dolly. The dolly, thank you. He threw the dolly llama at a bus. <laughs> he has a routine habit of doing really jackass stuff like this. I have no problem when he does it to Nate Diaz, because Nate Diaz can choke him unconscious. Right. I don't know what this person in Florida was doing. Maybe it's a Russell Westbrook situation, but much like Russell Westbrook, Conor McGregor gets in a lot of fights with people, so <laughs> maybe don't hit his phone and give Florida police a chance to arrest you, which again in Florida, I didn't even think that was a crime. I presumed it was just part of the daily fee that you pay to live in Florida. And they just give you another cell phone. You go into Apple. They're like, Oh, it was broken by a celebrity. Yeah. Been there. Here you go. It's part of your Apple care, but let's extend this. Cause this is another topic on this. What the hell is Connor doing with? So why is he giving the Bruins a pep talk? I guess. Cause he's Irish. I don't know. Uh, you know, there is a great. Um, Hold on. How many Irish players are on the Bruins? I'm just going to Google that while you're talking. <laughs> there is a great moment in Onion history where it said Boston Mayor to throw out first punch for St. Patrick's Day. And I said, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Well done, everybody. However, immediately underneath that was Conor McGregor lets out the puck. And I go, yeah, that's about the same thing, really, at this point. Like, he's just being brought in ceremoniously to be like, look, this drunk guy gets in a fight for no reason and throws people's fucking phones. So uh, you seem as reputable as anybody else we can get on this day, sir. If this had been an Onion headline, I would have believed it in the same way I believe it as an ESPN headline. McGregor mm-hmm. fires up Bruins. Could just as easily be an Onion of him, like, throwing their phone or, like... <laughs> but. Mostly hockey, Russian-Canadian dominated was going to be my point. Like yeah. I, I always appreciate a nice Irish person. I get it. but let's. let's and to go back to your point of uh, why are we seeing that one with Donald Cerrone, because it, it was rumored this week that Conor McGregor would only take the fight if he was the main event, and it seems like there might be some other fight, which I couldn't imagine what that is, that would be the headliner to them. And first of all, that's strange. Because I don't know any other fight that's going to draw bigger than that. You can tell me Jones. 
and Cormier, and it won't. You can tell me basically every other combination of fight, and there's really not one that doesn't involve Conor McGregor. So somebody even put on there in response to this point, which was Conor said he's okay with fighting as the co-main if he gets shares of the UFC as a reward, which is stupid. And we had one person on our, our site say, well, his stock has dropped. His fight record has dropped. His stock is still high because they're still bringing him into places to drop pucks, even in the same week and a half time span of him smashing. Stock's fine. Yeah, I agree. A person's <laughs> phone. So, no, you're wrong. It's and one of those wrong. things where we might want it to be the case if we don't like Conor McGregor. Like, anytime 100%. something happens to the to the the Warriors or the Patriots, it's like, <laughs> stock down for Tom Brady. It's like he won the Super Bowl four months ago. Oh, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Same with McGregor. You might want it to happen if you're a Nate Diaz fan, but stock is not down. Stock is up. Stock is higher, I would argue. We're all wishing and putting our... our best thoughts into a well and seeing if they'll go that way. But anyway, so yes, that's not the fight we're going to see with potentially Donald Cerrone. And maybe he's, you know, Donald Cerrone always, always gets the itch. So he could be very well just trying to scratch that with any old fight because uh, as it seems, he's not picky. So there is that. But what else do you have for us, Kev? Derek Lewis is going to have sur- surgery on that left knee that it turns out um, wasn't constructed Correctly, like I guess if the knee is uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, he was working on like one strand of cable holding it up left. Sure, a new ACL, like a new MCL. It's something about a meniscal tear. A lot of surgery coming up for for the Black Beast, Mister Lewis. We wish him the best in his recoveries. Rap. The last thing to transition to are the MMA fights. So yes. let's talk a little bit UFC. Fight night, 147. Jorge Masvidal gets the $15,000 defeat over Darren Till, who gets the 5000 And I still, obviously, there's more complexity to the pay sales, but this fight was pretty damn good, pretty close to going Darren Till's way, I thought. But Jorge Masvidal, despite getting knocked down, clubbed him in the back and would you would argue maybe the most asleep someone's been even more than Adam Silla. It's been a while since we've seen something this gruesome. And I think the fact that both of them were swinging uh, with a lot of power to what they were doing. So like till wasn't just, you know, winning the fight for a little while. He was, he was rocking uh, Masvidal. And to me, Somebody asked me, like, did this fight end in the first? And I didn't even respond because I was like, you know, I don't remember because it just seemed like the first round. But I I think there were two. And the weird part of that is the fact that it made me have to go back and think that. I was like, what the fuck? But the payouts you're talking about are the Reebok payouts, correct? Yes, we're not talking about about Reebok payouts. Okay, just making sure because I think he got uh, some extra money for, you know, savagery. But. Hey, man, that's the toughest part about watching it was that when Darren Till didn't get back up for a good while, a while. that was, do y'all want to see a dead body? And there was a point when <laughs> George wanted to go over himself, a.k.a. Orde, and he wanted to go and check in on Darren Till. And he did that thing where he's like, hey, man, I want to pay. Ooh, still not OK. I'm going to I'm going to go walk over here and keep celebrating then. There will be few moments in my uh, I, I'm going to call it my regrets career. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously I don't think fighting's on the table in a professional way unless I find myself too close and too drunk to stop from talking shit to Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. But in this particular instance, I had one of those. I'll tell you, I don't feel like I regret ever having experienced that. You always, whenever someone wins, it's just like, oh, damn, he came back. God, that would be so cool. I would love to have been that type of fighter. You do not feel that way when you watch them get Darren Till a blanket and a pillow, a small cot, just in case mm-hmm. he needs a few more minutes. That was a little scary. That last shot right on the face normally kind of wakes people up. It did not have that effect. No. And he was already night-night by the time uh, the mat and his head kind of got reintroduced to each other. So 
I felt bad, but I also was very much like, oh, shit, that's amazing. Yay. Yeah. So I had, I had a great reaction to that. And again, it was very funny to hear later with Karen and Bisping saying like, you know, he robbed himself of the chance of, you know, really celebrating his win. But it was pretty awesome to still watch him go fight backstage. And, uh, you know, then, of course, Ben Askren just happens to be walking around needing attention. Uh, when they asked him, like, well, would you fight Robbie? And he's like, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, which was a little bit more favorable than he was about a week and a uh, change ago. But when they got around to ask him, he's like, well, I'd love to fight Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, let's do that. And you think to yourself, like, literally at this point, everybody's just trying to cast themselves on this guy because Jorge Masvidal had an amazing finish and seems to have his stock rising. So, yeah, I mean, we're at a point now where uh, that fight finish gets you excited. And I, I beg the question, though, Kev, can you win in such a dominating fashion, a spectacular fashion, that we forgive you some of your outside sins? Obviously. Okay. Yeah, yeah, without getting to you just touched on a pulse line of American pop culture right now. I think yes is the short answer. You're talking about uh, this is the Masvidal portion versus the Till, like just because he got in a fight right after. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the nice part. I think that they were trying to build up Till to be this guy and two fighters back to back exposed him. That doesn't mean he's not good. It just means there's a little bit of a formula that I think he's got to figure out to make him at that elite top tier level to win that title because – Kev, he's only got two losses, and that's insane. But those two losses, yeah, those two losses were rough, but very quality opponents. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes from from here. And I heard he's actually interested in fighting uh, just because of how much rest he got. Yeah, Yeah, yes, yes. He got a a nice vacation (laughs) leave right there. Leon Edwards gets a, a nice payday. A little mm-hmm. ten grander from the Reeboks for defeating Gunnar Nelson in a close fight, but let me—I'm trying to go back. I have to look at because some of these I don't even remember exactly. Ah, this was a split decision. Yeah, this is in my decision. This neither of these fighters threw a heel hook, if I recall. That's so it's hard to remember. Hmm. Leon Edwards. It's important while he wins this decision. I believe loses the next one. I think we're and not even via split because this one. Okay, yeah. Now I'm back. Two split decisions back to back. Um, making more sense as I power watched it at work. <laughs> Any noteworthy fights that stand out to you after we've obviously talked about the main card where everybody's moving forward? Gunnar Nelson doesn't have a boring fight, but split decisions are split decisions. Can I express some disappointment? Yeah. <clears throat> Okay. Kev, what is one of our biggest complaints on the show? Wow. We complain a lot, mm-hmm. but that that would be at least poor judges' decisions. I, is maybe where you're going with this? Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I'm just, this is a blanket statement to see where you would go. And I honestly didn't know where exactly you would lead us. I was like, but conservative no. politics? Reli- <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Religious statements after the win. Oh, God, please don't. All right, guys, this is my preview, and I'll explain it a little bit more when we get to the Polaris episode. But if you're going to shout out Jesus, I've found my limit. And my limit is please don't oose Jesus. More to come on that later. Okay, back to the fights. I heard Jesus is a good blue belt, though. I was just no, I, I can't mix those two things together. Oh, this is weird. And then thanking Jesus for beating the shit out of somebody. Kind of weird, but I understand that we've all normalized it. Uh, but combining the two of being like, uh, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. If you guys are having any problems you go to Jesus. Oh, Jesus. No. 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 That That's my limit. And I'm perfectly fine with people like, I want to thank Jesus. Sure. Do your thing. But I want to thank Jesus for allowing me the power to beat the shit out of this other person. Uh, okay. That seems a little bit of a stretch, but okay, sure, whatever. 
Uh, I would like to os Jesus. No. No, you will not. Not on my dime. No, thank you, sir. So, Kev, the real complaint that we have on the show consistently, maybe not our biggest, but one of our biggest, is when they call it a verbal submission. Oh, and mother- wouldn't you know, they had another instance where there was a verbal submission, Kevin. And it was making me bad because they were complaining about the fact that the guy basically yelled out. And that the referee had no choice but to call it a, a submission, even though he was yelling, even though he was working out of the arm bar. And granted, it did look good, but he was winning most of the fight. And I believe that was for the Claudio Silva-Danny Roberts fight. Yeah, and this is where the heel hook took place. This is why I couldn't pay attention after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so so he's yeah. turning, and that is why the fight is stopped. He never really taps. He says he yells, and that's when the rep even motions at his mouth. He's like, "Those are verbal, right? It's a verbal tap. That's what it is." But but that's not what they called it. And afterwards, even on the microphone, Michael Bisping, future Hall of Famer, who, by the way, if you go back and look at the footage, you can do this. I promise you, it's worth it. When they announced Michael Bisping is going into the Hall of Fame, there is a smaller person there, and I don't know what the PC or whatever version we're supposed to call this person is, but. Um, a not tall person, I guess, is the nice way of putting it. I don't know. I'm trying to say what I'm supposed to say here. But this smaller guy looked like a combination of Dana White and Scott Coker. And it blew my mind because Bisping went over to go say what's up to him. And I thought, is this like a movie that they said – I want to combine Dana White and Scott Coker. Am I on Kevin's drugs? What's happening here? So I would invite you to go back and watch the moment that they announced it on that telecast because it's very much worth it. Anyway, moving forward, Kev, when they were having Bisping uh, back in the studio, he was like, yeah, you just can't do that. You know, the ref had no choice but to call it a verbal submission. And I felt like it was a personal attack at us. And I just felt like, you know, we're using our feeling words right now. Michael Bisping, I felt like when you didn't say verbal tap, you were costing us SEO maliciously, and that hurt me. I like Raph, way to maturely express what our problem is. Yes, thank you. Bisping, when you were being a fucking wank, <laughs> and we were trying to get some things across that would be helpful for our brand, you had to go and do that. Yeah, of course, but, you know, if I'm over here, I'm going to give them the fish and chips, which is the same thing as uh, a three-piece and a soda. The fish and chips, British version. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fish and chips, still better than the polo and the seltzer, so I got to work on mine (laughs) quite a bit. That Claudio Silva Danny Roberts fight is the one worth mentioning. By the way, that's that yeah. is the I said. There's Claudio Silva using jujitsu, you know, because getting his ass beat. Super, super good example of that. So that was pretty fun to watch. Are you like me though? Whenever you see all these MMA fighters in the moment that they realize a heel hook could happen, going no, that's cheating. Fuck I, you, and they just they freak out. No, I'm on my feet. I'm like, there's a chance for all of us. I feel like I'm in a military commercial and I just got recruited. I'm standing there just like, get it, get that thing. And I no, I'm all in. And I honestly, this was a moment where I think it's always, you kind of want to hear like Gary Tonin's version. Cause it's like, did he hurt his knee there? What about yeah. there? What about up oh, there for sure? And you just kind of know there's a lot of adrenaline. I'm not sure Danny Roberts was fully, I bet his knee hurts a little bit more today. Than maybe yeah. he was uh, expecting it would. I hope thoughts and prayers to his meniscus. One hundred percent. The UFC is continuing its reign of dominance with yet. Mm-hmm. I want to say another fight this coming Saturday. It's a Pettis thing. Yeah, let's find out. I, I I'm I was only trying to get to this one, but yes, there is one coming UFC up. fight night. Thompson versus Pettis. Actually, this is a good fight. Yeah, that is a good headliner. Um, what is this Nashville. one on? ESPN Plus. Ooh, Nashville. I do love Nashville, though. I can't make yeah, fun of Yeah, I was actually that. about to start making fun of Tennessee, and I struggled. I was like, ah, oh, Nashville's kind of awesome. I do love it. Because look at this. You got Ronda Marcos versus Angela Hill. You've also got, let's see here, Medeski versus Pinedo. And then you've got Curtis Blades versus Justin Wallace. 
So just to name a few. This is going to be good. Wait, sorry. ESPN keeps having automated ads bounce up on my sound bar. <laughs> Appreciate that to the internet. That was a fun little invention. <laughs> that is going to do it for our MMA podcast portion of this week. Any shout outs, Raph, before I just uh, kick us off air here? Yeah, two big shout outs. Number one, I don't know if you guys know this, but I know it. And now Kevin knows it. It is just a week out from WWE BJJ week, which is maybe one of the biggest trademark things we do on this show. Every year we get 100,000 views plus of people tuning in to watch our nonsense. And this year, Kev, is our fifth year anniversary of doing it. Arguably your greatest contribution to jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I swear to God when I die, they're going to be like, Raph, hosted a lot of podcasts, creator, visionary of WWE BJJ. And that's it. Might not even really? get the first part. They might yeah, be like, founder true. of WWE BJJ, <laughs> Raph Esparza. Sad news. I was just caught in a USC cheating scandal, but he was just <laughs> on the yacht. It caught fire. It, look, there's nothing good about this except how funny it is. Everything I else. Was, I was joking with somebody about this where there's like a, a placard that has a quotation that says, yo, I want you guys to be hustling so much. You don't even come to my funeral. And I was like, fuck that noise. I can think of 15 people who owe me time right now. You motherfuckers show up for one day, one day and say some nice shit about me. And then when you get to the reception, you could say whatever you want. I don't really care. It but at an least afternoon. I'm yeah. not Catholic. Like, I'm not going to make you sit there for four hours. No, no. I mean, I'm, you know, I have my family in Catholic. So, you know, the brown so people might, might win on that one. A few hours, but that's but not you know what? Lots of good Mexican food when I'm dead. So what I'm telling <laughs> you is you don't get a, a pass just because it's like, oh, I hustle hard. I'm hustling hard every goddamn day. Y'all motherfuckers can spend one fucking afternoon to take off from me. Thank you. Anyway, that's a stupid phrase and a stupid saying. Uh, anyway, it is our baby on this show. We're very excited for it. We have a lot of people who are messaging us and doing that. We are actually at liberty to say right now we will be giving out prizes from several of our sponsors, including Luda Gear and Fire Grub Meal Prep and Dodgy Collective. So if you guys want to find out more information, go over and check out verbaltapcast.com to find out how uh, to make your own submission, maybe some submissions that we've done in the past. And uh, we walk you through the whole process. And at the very end of it, um, you know, we're going to start taking submissions as early as this Friday, which is March 22nd, I believe. And uh, we'll take you submissions all the way through the 29th so the actual date for wwe bjj week begins on march 31st and like i said you guys will get prizes from our sponsors so the best ones as voted by the fans and our editorial committee will be uh given uh their due this year so we're very excited about that on year five and uh, we have a beautiful highlight video kevin's seen it and uh, that one is going to premiere on the very next episode of The Grappling Hour. So be sure to check that one out as well. Yeah. Looking forward to it along with its nomination for Best Critical Shorts. <laughs> yes. That is going to do it for us. Oh, I was going to do a shout out. I was going to give a, a Neil Magny shout out. He swings by Jubera Jiu-Jitsu on Thursday nights just to uh, beat some people up. Yes. It's always interesting to hear a pro fighter kind of list off uh, what they're dealing with injury-wise versus oh, no. how they're progressing. but. I'm always he gets my shout outs because one it's he's just entertaining as hell. Yeah. He just walks through. It's uh, so he was asking because Jubera and he know each other quite well. He was asking him about uh, like a back adjustment thing. Neil Magny's the guy to ask. I'm just going to say. And I was making a joke about needing some steroids. I was like, does anyone know a guy? <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's just always nice to have an MMA fighter around. But uh, he always you know shows up in the gi. Badass, I guess we'll call him a brown belt. I'm air quoting that. Uh, very good. <laughs> very athletic. You also mm -hmm. might have noticed from his many years fighting, but MMA fighters um, that also do jiu-jitsu in the gi always get the air quotes from me on their mm. on their belt status. And you wonder just, why you're hurt. Yeah, he, and he just looks like he's going to knock me out halfway yeah. through the fight. It's like, sure, grab that lapel. That's not going to work, but here it's fine. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is going to do it for us tonight. Oh, oh, oh. One last thing. Yeah. Yo, if you guys need fight coverage, a.k.a. match coverage for PANS, holla at 
show boy kid a photography at gmail.com if you guys say you are a verbal tap fan and listener i will cut you a deal but yes we had somebody who just messaged me right now though kev and i kid you not i cannot make these things up but they said if i lose like in 10 seconds can i get a refund the answer is no no you cannot no no, I, I also do coverage. I make sure we get photos of you looking like a champion before you lose. Like you and then when you lose do lose, it looks pretty. You think yeah. people that are seeing this that don't know what jujitsu is care if you've lost? No. No. And look at Clark Gracie. He hasn't won every fight he's had, but he's still very, very fucking pretty he's before and after. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Focus on what matters your smile. Exactly. The best part is, is like, even when he's sad, it's like, Jesus, he's smoldering. God damn him and his good looks. So aspire to that and really don't think you're going to go out there and lose in 10 seconds. That's terrible. You're putting that in your own head. I'm not doing that. And no, that yes, if you do lose very quickly, I will make sure to get very nice shots of you. And maybe we'll take like a nice little scenic tour outside and get some great photos of you and the beautiful California. Is it raining soon? Ooh, uh, mostly sunshine that I'll put on a background. Yay. And that's it. Get a photography. Hit me up. You can hit me up on both Instagram and at Gmail at kid, a photography at gmail.com. And that's it. That'll do it for us tonight here at verbal tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. And go Bruins. <laughs> go Bruins. <laughs>